So we are on, if I'm not mistaken, the number four now? No, five Hi. now. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, Toby, it's your number five movie, sorry. Um, yeah, it's a, I already said it's a recurring theme that uh, funny movies made, made my list, and with that, number five is Thor Ragnarok. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Thor Ragnarok, indeed. So, what did you like about uh, about that? It's a very popular movie, by the way. You're not on your own on that one. So. Yeah, I know, I, I know that. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think. Well, first of the first thing is that leaves it off a little, gives it a head start. Is that it's so much better than the first Thor movie. So, like, how dare you? I love that first Thor movie. <laughs> I'm on my own, I know, but... <laughs> no, I like it. I actually like oh, Dark World. Dude. I don't care. What I don't like either of the two Thank movies. You, so, me too. <laughs> so, it already got a head start because I'm I'm just like, okay, finally a good form movie. That's nice to have. Okay. Uh, I really like... Um, oh, what's she called? Hela? No. Yeah, Kate Blanchett's character, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really like her. I, I really liked, you know, this on helmet thing mm. i enjoyed it i enjoyed the costume in general um i really i really like that they just randomly put the hulk in it why not make it? it's yeah. random but it's so it's just fun little thing that they just did for i don't know why but yeah um just, yeah uh the uh, i'm bad with names the co not collector how's no the grandmaster Grandmaster, yeah, I think yeah, problem, he yeah. is really fun. Um, yeah. He kind of gives me um, Hunger Games vibes, like one, <laughs> you know the the one guy from the Hunger Games. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It it's been a yeah. while since I watched up to Hunger Games. That's fair enough. No, that's that's all. But See, I, I, um... yeah, I think Sorry, he's really fun, and um, yeah, I also really like the ending. That it's just a big a cliffhanger, sort of. Mm. Into uh, Infinity War, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, my issue with Ragnarok at the time, when I've softened a lot on it, I will say, but at the time I just didn't like that it seemed like it was. It, it had taken the first two Thor films, for better or worse, were serious and treating it seriously. And the third one was just like, now we're going to treat it like a joke. And it was kind of, in my eyes, it seemed a bit disrespectful, I guess, um, to, to disregard this. Um, but yeah. Um, but having said that, I mean, when you watch it and realize, yes, one of the criticisms is that they turned it into Guardians of the Galaxy, but when you watch it and realize that's kind of what they're going for, and you just have to accept that it's different now than the first two movies, which you did like, and when you accept what Taika Waititi did and how kind of brilliantly funny and quirky he did make it, and I will say, his character, Korg, absolutely hilarious. I just cannot get mm. over talking about laugh out loud moments, you know, that I'm made of rock, but don't worry unless you're made of scissors was one of those other ones that just had me in creases, you know? <laughs> but, uh, I like but, it. Yeah. I like it, but you know, I have no taste. I like the first two films. I'm not ashamed to admit I did it. And yeah, I did. it did seem to be trying too hard to be guardians. Yeah. I'm fully with you on that, but like I say, I think I've warmed to it because I've kind of come to it and thought, don't treat it as disrespectful, treat it as a completely separate thing from the other movies. And, yeah, and I didn't like the looking. way they got rid of Odin. I didn't like mm. the way they just dismissed Asgard pretty much straight away. The Warriors yeah. 3 binned. It just seemed yeah. like they were just, like that last James Bond film, like they were just having a clear out sale. See, I love the last year's one film, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's uh, I, I mean, anything Jeff Goldblum's in is automatically elevated to God status because he's got Jeff Goldblum in it. But yes, 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 you uh, you enjoyed me in the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like it. I just yeah, it's just over again. It's another overrated one in my opinion. I, I'm kind of with you on that, which is why it won't come up again. But I absolutely see uh, Toby's points and and things reasons oh, for love the film. Um, and I fully would, yeah, I can, can't argue against them at all. It's just for me, I think I prefer the other Thor movies. But having said that, I'm really on board now that I know what they're going for to see what Taika Waititi brings to Thor Love and Thunder. Um, You're a purist, Mike. You know, like me, you, you, were, you were raised on the comic book, so it's kind well, of a, a, a little jarring. Ragnarok is a lot closer to those Jack Kirby comics than the originals, though. But, well, um, with the colours and everything, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, I don't know. It, I think it's just the tone. The tone didn't, 
Yeah. It depends whose comics, because I was raised on J. Michael Straczynski's Thor, which is like deadly serious, as opposed to, you know, Stanley Jack Kirby Thor, which is cross the rainbow bridge, chap. I am actually yeah. a human doctor who knocks his walking <laughs> stick four times. And, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, See, I, so, I was raised on that. I think it was just the, the flippancy with which they dismissed, in my opinion, things were, which were long established. But it's a very nerdy nitpick, so I, I do accept oh, yeah. that that is on my part. Come on, we're all nerds. That's what we're here for, so it's fair yeah. as well, you know? Um, so, yeah. So that was uh, Toby's number five, so now we uh, we are after your number five. Oh, 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 good grief. Sorry. Talking that much, I forgot it was my turn. Uh <laughs> Mine is uh, Winter Soldier. Okay. 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 <clears throat> I like it because I think it was at that point that Marvel showed that it could do a superhero movie, but take it in a different direction. I think it's more, okay. more. It's especially with getting Redford. I know that you know a lot of people again don't like his character, but I think it took it into that political territory, which I think is what Captain America needed. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love the first one. As an adventure film, it, it just can't be beat. But I th from the word go, I think this brought a different tone into the MCU and kind of dissuaded the people that say, oh, they're all carbon copies of each other and showed mm -hmm. that it could, you, you could have a Marvel film that was a superhero movie, but definitely based in another genre. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, um, and we will see my number five, which is Captain America Civil War. Actually, yet again, um, my top five are all very close together in my eyes. And I loved Civil War because for me, well, I mentioned more, little moments like the Black Panther and um, Zemo moment at the end or um, just any of the emotional interplay. And the fact that it is literally like that there is no right or wrong, but you can absolutely see both sides and yet take one of them, I guess. Um, yeah. So it kind of gets you involved in that way. And you really do start to feel about stakes and things like that. Um, it's also a perfect example of how to adapt a comic story because it is not slavishly sticking to the comic and yet it gets all of the key points and things that it needs to uh, to make a two-hour movie and does it brilliantly and it does still include homages like the you know the shield clashing against iron man's repulsors image and everything that's really cool mm. um and yeah just in terms of visual spectacle yes it's nerdy and i, I fully admit that but the airport battle really is just spectacular because you are just watching you know, 12, whatever, superheroes, all with different power sets, just railing on each other and using them to do amazing things. And, you know, unlike the first Avengers, they're now not afraid to have, like, a guy turn into a giant in the middle of the battle or whatever, yeah. things like that, So, which you couldn't really imagine. I mean, Hulk was as, as, as crazy as they were willing to go at first. So I just think there's so much there. I'd invested in the characters to a point where I was fully on board anyway, and then they gave me fantastic action brilliant writing um and just great direction and i love the movie so um yeah captain america civil war my number five <laughs> so, uh, any thoughts or is that coming up later as well <laughs> it's not coming up on mine i love it don't get me wrong it's we're in we're in the the upper tiers now the marvel movies so pretty much anything from this point is pretty much classic but to me this felt more like an avengers movie than uh, a captain america movie and that's the only thing that puts me off it and it's just again it's just a personal nitpick i like it i just i was expecting something along more along the lines of uh winter soldier See, I didn't like more winter like an, yeah <laughs> and it felt more like an avengers movie to me i always found most of the captain america comics when they tried to be political thrillers and just involve cap and shield to be quite boring so i was relieved that they adapted something cool like civil well, war that's fair enough as we yeah, say different thing. strokes yeah Anyway, um, what about you, Toby? Have you got it yeah, on your list? Or? No, it's not coming up. Um, okay. It's kind of the same for me that I'm, I enjoyed the second Captain America so much that, you know, the third Captain America just went to a different direction. And I was upset about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair enough. And um, I'm over this now, so I'm not upset anymore. But when I was watching, I was upset. Okay. Uh, yeah, I. What I can at least say positively about it is that I can see some strokes from the Winter Soldier in going mm -hmm. into the Civil War. You know, it's still sort of political in some ways, at least, even though it's more. Um, 
it's not as as deeply as the second Captain America. It's very surface level. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's very much it surface like, level political. It kind of goes. It takes a left turn on the what the kind of politics it is. But I think it's 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 not lesser so much as just different. Yeah, and it, it kind of feels that. like a cheat. It, it kind of comes across to me like it's like they were trying to sneak in an Iron Man four, and I think yeah. that took away, in my I opinion, would, from. Cap. I would say that there's there's a much more legitimate case to say that about Spider Man Homecoming. To be fair, at least Iron Man makes sense. Yeah, in this fair movie. enough. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, but yeah. Anyway, also, also um, one thing that also really, but I don't like is that. I genuinely find the concept w what they were trying to do with this political very interesting. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the problem that if they only did that on service level, um, that I'm just like, they could have been more. Yeah, they could have been more. It could have. Yeah, that's. And if they yeah, went more like the vibe of, of the. Oh, if they went more with the vibe of the Winter Soldier movie, then I think it could have been very brilliant. Um, yeah, you yeah. could have filmed filled more than one movie, but I think in terms of trying to get it into two hours and make it a Captain America sequel and make it make sense within this universe, it was perhaps the best we were going to get. So, um, but yeah. Oh no, like not disparaging it at all. It's uh, it's a, it's a it's a good film. It just it didn't feel like a Captain America film to me. So yeah, it does to me because I think Cap is crucial to. Well, he's he is the leader of the one side that I side with in that, and he is. It comes down to like the fact that they included my favorite cap line from the Civil War comics, which is, you know, they shoehorn it in, but the idea of like the key is that even if you, the entire world is trying to tell you that something wrong is something right, you plant yourself like a tree and say, no, you move, which yeah, I think sums was... up Captain America so perfectly in one line, <laughs> you know, that it's like, okay, I get you. But, uh, anyway, <laughs> moving on to Will's number five. Uh, the number five on his list is Spider-Man. Uh, from 2002 i told mm. you we hadn't seen many <laughs> but yeah. um no he does he really likes this film again i'll give you three guesses how many stars it got from four. i'm gonna go with four it was four <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he just says this is an elite film to watch and enjoy just don't think about it which i don't fully get but okay well <laughs> not gonna go any further into that one uh, i promise his reviews do get bigger from here on in for the top four um, but yeah, that's all you had to say about Spider-Man 1. But hey, it made his number five, so can't be bad. Uh, cool. So yeah, uh, we're going to start the number fours now then. Yeah. We'll start with you, Toby. What's your number four, Phil? Um, my number four is the only movie on this list where I am still to this very moment not sure if it is at the right place or if it even is at in the top ten at all. Wow, okay. Oh. <laughs> and the reason is and you're gonna see why that it's very recent um and okay. i'm kind of waiting for you know time to go on and be like okay does it really fit there or is it just i'm still excited about it because it was so recent it's spider-man no way home okay <laughs> because uh... let, let's be honest when the movie came out it was like very hype and i'm still kind of feeling that and you know i'm waiting to have it more die, die down so that I can really be sure that it fits there. But currently it's my on my fourth on my place four. Um but I am really not sure. I'm really conflicted about this. Uh the thing is that I really like the storyline they, they were doing. I really like it. Uh, I really like that we got the Spider-Man's back. They are handled as well as you can do in the one time. Um, I feel like the first half maybe is too slow. It could have probably been tighter. And yeah. And yeah, most of the villains I like that are coming back some. Are choices where I'm not sure because there there are some difference between obviously how they are nowhere home and then how they were in the original movies. So I'm like some of these choices I'm like not sure. I'm still thinking about it. In it's at number four, but yeah, I'm really conflicted about. I haven't made 
my mind up yet and even though it's like <laughs> it's uh, four months already isn't it well i am not conflicted and I, I am also not conflicted but it's my number four also oh, oh. wow okay <laughs> so what are the odds <laughs> i know the i this is the this is the movie that pushed out into the spider-verse for me right because this was my into the spider-verse yeah now i only saw it recently i because we're i'm not sure what it's like for you guys but here we're still kind of restricted when it comes to it's not that bad uh, actually, no. yeah with the pandemic and as I, I think i explained to you last time i have to get a train and then a bus and it's oh, just yeah. yeah so we it was a first day release it was a first day purchase on blu-ray so we got it watched it last okay. week like toby i wasn't sure about the first half but whereas toby thinks the first half was too slow to me it was too rapid fire mm. and after everything i'd heard about it i'm sat there and i'm thinking i'm really not enjoying this i'm really not enjoying this and i wanted to like it so much and when they introduced doc hawk it seemed a very flippant way to do it and he seemed like he was almost there for comic relief and I'm thinking I cannot get on board with this. And then the plot kicked in and it just felt like emotional gut punch after gut punch after gut punch, what with May and then uh, Andrew and Toby. And by the end of the movie, I just thought this is one of the best things ever. Yeah. I want to get into that <laughs> quickly. Uh, I, the thing with the first half is I kind of get that it, It's it it's it had to be either longer or shorter. Yeah, um, for me personally, I could have been on board with it if it would have been longer. Um, but I said it should have been tighter because I just thought you know this movie is already 115 minutes long, and I just don't want a longer movie just because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't need three hours. People will movies. be saying the same thing about this episode. <laughs> 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 and, oh, and that's why i said it should have been tighter um i can understand I, that yeah i can see i can see how if it would have been longer it would have also worked very well but you know yeah. i just don't want three hour movies yeah, yeah. the first bit like, just felt too light-hearted for me it was it was just joke it was kind of like off the cuff joke after off the cuff joke yeah. and i'm thinking this this guy's wanted for murder and then that just seemed to be brushed over really quickly i mean granted he got matt murdoch as a lawyer but still yeah well you made a spell as well to be fair it wasn't like just out of nowhere i did love the, the you know how did you you know when he catches that break how could you do that? i'm a really good lawyer yeah exactly i, I loved that but oh, I miss it, Matt. but yeah. it just for that that was a hit but for every hit in that first half there seemed to be a lot in my opinion of comedy misses it was like it was trying too hard mm. it, it wasn't until halfway through that the film settled into itself and allowed itself oh, to breathe okay. a little i will disagree with you later but right now. Yeah. Well, there's a switch. One, one, one. Say another thing about No Way Home. Um, I'm criticizing it so, so loud that it's probably dubious why I have it on place four. But you know, anyway, uh, I never really thought. I don't really know what the purpose was of killing off May. <laughs> Just I mean, because I mean, Tom they, Holland didn't have an Uncle Ben that, yeah, that we'd seen, but, you know. No. <laughs> but that's fine. It's, it's... The, the thing is, that that's a very me issue, um, that I enjoyed May so much in the first two movies, yeah. and I wish we had would have seen more of her, and I'm like, you know. Does, isn't that yeah. successful writing, then? Because that's the point. It yeah. should hit you really hard. <laughs> yeah, but it, it didn't hit me hard in a way, oh, I'm sad, and hit me hard in a way that that's a waste. <laughs> But that's yeah. what you would feel if if somebody you cared about died. That is kind of how you would feel. Is like, oh, I'm gutting. I liked that person. It wouldn't be like, oh, I'm sad, but I'll move on. Yeah, kind of no, things. but but the, the thing is, I like them, and we seen not a lot of them. That's the problem. If mm. if I liked them, and we would have seen a lot of them. Then obviously that would yeah. work. But I'm like, you know, I wish we would have seen more of her bef before. I mean, we then. got more so than either of the Uncle Bens. So <laughs> that's true. So yeah, but they don't. <laughs> It did I mean, work at least better for me so many times throughout the movie. I just thought by the end of it, I was a wreck. Yeah, fair enough. 
I'm going to move on then, if that's okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. and give my number four. We've talked at, at length about No Way Home, but my number four, uh, which will uh, surprise nobody, is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume <laughs> 2. <laughs> um, I love this movie. It's one of those times where, you know, you have certain cinema experiences where you're like, I just loved the experience of that and yeah. the combination mm. of the visuals with the music and the sort of um, art design and everything, the story it was telling, I was completely sucked up in. And it was just, it was, it was the reason I love movies personified. Uh, and, you know, I could go into small details like um, this, the fact that t- uh, James Gunn manages to sync up ships like popping out of hyperspace or warp or whatever to a rock music's drum beat that really got me going when it's um, like wham, bam, shangalang, just as these ships are all like <laughs> into yeah. the, yeah, that's, that's how you get me on board for a film, that great synchronicity. So, and then, as I said, the emotion of it, the actual fact that the ending after all of this humor was a full on, again, gut punch and just, you felt every inch of it. And mm. yeah, without getting into specifics, cause I will cry the whole you know, yeah. turning from shame to you were worthy of the Ravager funeral. And, you know, it mm. turns out you did have a daddy all along and then he plays father. And so oh, it's devastatingly brilliant. But uh, yeah. And then as I say, I just appreciated the humor because I love what the Guardians are in the MCU. And I love that it's kind of high octane sci-fi craziness. And, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of idiot that loves the Flash Gordon movies. So, <laughs> so you know. You're not the um, only idiot. Woo! <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> fly my hawkman but yeah. <laughs> that's all the reasons why i love guardians of the galaxy volume two uh, <clears throat> excuse me uh will's number four film on a different tarak uh, is another film that's come up earlier uh, and that's avengers the first marvel's avengers um surprisingly enough we'll give this one four and okay. a half stars Holy we've shit. graduated <laughs> oh um, I have really quite good. a lengthy review. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> quite a lengthy review for this one where Will says, This is a very good film, in my opinion. It gives everybody the chance to shine, and the story itself is captivating. And the villains are the best the MCU has offered up to this point. A few nitpicks. One, why is Samuel L. Jackson even there? Two, shoddy explanation to Loki and Thor being able to cross realms considering the events of Thor. And three, how come the Hulk somewhat listened to his allies after transformation? That shouldn't happen, no. It's been worked in the narrative across the two films, but here it doesn't massively matter. I could list all the positives, but I'd be here all day. So, Will likes it, <laughs> shall we say? Yeah. Um, I can't argue with that. It's his number four, and uh, we've all explained why it's a great one. <laughs> so, fair enough. Um, we're going to go to number threes then, and we're going to go back to you, Toby, for your number three yeah. film as we hit the top Num- threes here. Exciting. Yeah, <laughs> number three isn't really already hit. It's Infinity War. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and why was uh, why was that on your list at number three? Then? <laughs> In- Infinity War was just a movie when I first watched it. It was just like whoa, one hundred fifty minutes of wow. It was yeah yeah. I explained why I thought the same kind of thing and in, in why it was my uh, well slightly less, but you know it was still on my list quite high up. So. Um, I'm with you. Yeah, just it's experience, really, isn't it? It's just wow. It, it really is just an experience, and that it's, it's just one of the movies. I don't need want need to give reasons why I like. I don't even want to give reasons why I like it. It's just you watch it and it's no. like wow, yeah. and that's it. Wow. Absolutely, and yeah, the the sort of snobs that are like, oh, you think Infinity War is a great film? It's like no, I just think it's freaking fun, and I enjoy yeah. the heck out of you know yeah. <laughs> two and a half hours or whatever. So, but uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, that's fair enough. So we'll move to yours because uh, we've kind of talked about that. And what is your number three, uh, Mr. DK? Right. Uh, this was a choice between number one and number two. I'm oh. going to go with number one simply because number two is still too raw for me and it just hurts when I think about it. And it's okay. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, wow. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, I, how, I mean, how could I not include a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, right? Well, given your Star Lord avatar, exactly, it would, it would be unusual. Yeah, it's every they're very similar, as Toby said earlier. It, it's kind of like part one and part two, so it was a very tough choice to to pick one. But it, as I say, the 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 ending of two, aside from having the best end credit scene in any MCU movie, uh, the ending of the second one is just too 
it, it's it's still like thinking a Spock in Star Trek Two, but uh, it's they're just they're just loud, they're colourful, and above all, they're fun, and that's yep. just the, the whole point of Guardians. It's why I love it, and you know more than anything, it introduced uh, Rocket Raccoon to the MCU, and how could anybody <laughs> anybody have a bad word to say about that? Here we are, just a yeah. bunch of jerks standing around in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that leg. <laughs> Etc. I'm sure I could give you some more quotes. But, uh, one of my favorite, actually, because, you know, why not just mention it while we're here? One of my favorite quotes is one that doesn't get talked about a lot. And it's for, it's not actually funny, it's more emotional impact. But it's when um, Peter Serafinovich's character is, like, um, commanding the fleet or whatever when the Milano flies in. And he's like, for the record, Quill, I voted against trusting you here today. Prove me wrong. And yeah. I'm like, yes. I'm a sucker for those kind of in the middle of action one liner type things. So. It's 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 it just it it turns it you know it turns it up to eleven, and then just keeps getting louder and louder and louder. And, yeah. and I just I, I the the brashness of Gunn to just think, well, we could make a normal MCU movie, but let's just go for it, and just <laughs> throws everything at the screen, and it just works. It does. It really does. Uh, awesome. Well, as my phone warns me that I only have 20% battery, I'm going to have to <laughs> increase the speed a bit. Um, my number three, again, it's come up a lot from everybody else, but my number three is Avengers. It was my number one for a, a while, uh, went back and forth. And again, I, my top five are all quite close together. I love the first Avengers movie just because it's, again, one of those things where, as you said, you, I, I never thought I'd see something like it. When yeah. you were watching X-Men movies and they were scared of yellow spandex, I was like, well, we're not going to see these more obscure or more bizarre heroes in movies, let alone have a big team up. And the fact that it was pulled off and again, you know, personal problems about the man aside, Whedon can write flipping dialogue and, and story. And I think his writing in it is his, some of his best. It's, it's perfectly why I fell in love with his writing on like Buffy and Firefly and stuff. Again, not condoning him as a person, but you know, in terms of talented writers, I think he is great at it. And again, his direction brings everything together perfectly. And, Things like the shot of them all in a circle as they fight, and that last fight is so good. And the little bits in between when they're sort of scuffling with each other, and then they have to come together. And I just think it's such a beautiful, such a brilliant experience. And uh, I can't necessarily fault a lot about it. The only reason it's not higher is because, like I said, it's still a little bit tame when it comes to the things it's prepared to do. And yeah, fair enough, the ending does get a little bit Zack Snyder when it's like trashing 90% of New York without consequence. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, I do like the whole, uh, the, the best line in that is that the Captain America races where Iron Man says, how does it work? It seems to run on electricity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. <laughs> the, for, for the very first Avengers, there is a, a very famous, funny uh, German parody about for it, which is, the parody is more in my head than the actual movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to throw that out. Nothing more Fair enough. We, we're all going to go searching that now. We're going to Google, hang on, German Avengers? What's this? Oh, yeah. okay. uh, the YouTuber is called Code Mirror. <laughs> I'm just picturing Captain Germany and how different he would be. That would be one efficient super team. There'd be no messing about. I, I think <laughs> it probably has even English subtitles. Let me just check. Very probably, to be fair. Oh, no, because it is a very popular video. It has about probably eight, nine million views, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so we were on, that was my number three. Uh, three. So I will give you Will's number three. And again, it's very familiar. Will's number three is Avengers Infinity War. So, and just popping over to his letterboxed, uh, he gave this one five stars. So we've again, we've gotten higher. So obviously right. his top three are all five-star movies. Uh, very short review, which uh, echoes a lot of my thoughts about this movie. Just that, dot, 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 was an experience. So, yeah, yeah it was indeed, Will. <laughs> You're quite right. I think we enjoyed watching that uh, at the same time because I was watching it, re-watching it while he watched it. So very good stuff. Um, awesome. So we're going to hit the number twos now then uh, before any more time passes and my phone dies. Uh, and then again, I'll go back to you, Toby, for what is your number two Marvel movie on your list? Yeah, it's also a movie we already had. It's uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Wow, and that's your number two. So that's like a nine-pointer. That's my number two. Um, which is interesting because it's, again, not the genre that I 
personally watch as a movie, but you know, it has the superhero twist and that makes it just 10 times more fun and it's really exciting and I love the twists in the movie and it just keeps me on the edge for the whole time and it was just, it's, it's just, it's just good. It's just very good. I try to think why. Lots of people would agree with you, to be fair. I think they have, some people, if they respond yeah. to the political thriller aspect, coupled with, um, you know, the, the Cap and Bucky story from the comics is very emotionally impactful. And there's a lot of good, fantastic sort of spy movie action. But yeah, yeah. For me, I don't yeah. think I could ever really forgive the fact that it just nuked S.H.I.E.L.D. completely and, and destroyed them from appearing in the future movies and basically put a big middle finger to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I love. So I couldn't really be... Uh, it's still canon that. in my head. I don't care what anyone says. Of course it's still canon. The first five seasons are absolutely canon. Just, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, Captain America the Winter Soldier, very popular movie. Um, it's up there on the combined list. I'll spoil that ahead of time. But even though I didn't personally rate it, uh, it goes to show. I don't always have the definitive take on these things. So uh, we'll head over to you, DK, and ask what your number two is. Right, my number two, bit of a cheat, but I do consider them the same story, which is... <laughs> what am I going to do with this? I know. <laughs> How am I going to score this? I don't know. 3.5. Well, to be honest, Endgame isn't on anybody else's flipping list, so I'll just give it to Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like episode, I just treat it like a Doctor Who story, like episodes one and two. It's the same story. Uh, there's no way for me to separate them. It's what they're building up to for 10 years, and it shows. It takes what Avengers is in fun and just dials it up some good performances galaxy spine story more fan service at moments and you can shake a stick at and it's just a mother of all crossovers uh it don't skip a beat just a brilliant bookend to the whole saga and at that point to me as good as the newer stuff is it almost feels empty in comparison if i had to separate them i would place infinity war above it just for the plot and the emotional stakes. I mean, I don't think I've ever sat in a cinema that silent as the credits rolled, ever. But Endgame does regain some ground at the end when it comes in with that uh, on-your-left scene. At some points, I were crying from sadness and some from jubilation. When when I watched Infinity War, <coughs> Infinity War in cinema, um, during the credits, one woman was just crying the whole time. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> happened in my cinema, too. Yeah, <laughs> That's fair enough. Everybody um, was just shell shocked. I think. Yeah, I, I, I get shocked, but I'm like, I, 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 I don't think I would have ever cried at something like that. Sorry, but I'm just kind of because I knew that it's not gonna last anyway. My rational brain was just like, no, it's gonna well, be still, it's worse devastating anyway. when you see the way it's acted out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Tom just... Holland in that just. Oh, absolutely yeah that's the it one. was sad okay. but it wasn't like it made me cry because i'm in the back of my head it was all the time just you know i know it's not gonna last anyway yeah, yeah. comics yes fair enough um if anybody's interested just for the sake of fairness i just split that 4.5 between both movies because okay. i kind of had to because the end game even with 4.5 sneaks i think oh no hang on, it's just outside of the top 10 so it wouldn't have mattered but yeah i didn't really want to give nine full points to infinity war but it is still top of the list, so it's still probably going to win. So, yeah. Um, awesome. um, but yeah, so the number two films then. My, excuse me, my number two film is, uh, and we talked about it earlier, and this is where I'm going to defend myself. My number two film is Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, you want to talk about It's Your Spider-Verse? It is my opus. It is my Star Wars. It is It is my birth of my child, for crying out loud. It is, oh, my God. Up, <laughs> having grown up loving Superman and Spider-Man amongst, you know, all other things and all other superheroes, growing up watching all of these Spider-Man films and investing in them all, uh, feeling the emotions of them all, as, as will become clear and stuff, and then seeing them on screen together for the first time, it was it was too emotional. And it yeah. was the only time in my memory that I can remember an entire audience of people clapping when um, Andrew Garfield and then Tobey Maguire appeared. And I was completely with it. I wasn't just like, oh, shut up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Normally, the, the sort of side of me is like, it's a film, calm down. But yeah, I absolutely was on board for the whooping and the cheering. And I was never expecting they were going to give them more than a cameo. So when they actually had quite a sizable role, I was pleasantly surprised. I would have been equally just awed by the fact that Doc Ock 
was in the movie and it was Alfred Molina and he was, you know, the same guy. And then Green Goblin, you know, Willem Dafoe doing his thing. And ultimately, my thing about this movie is, and again, it's going to be a controversial take, it repaired the MCU Spider-Man and actually made him into Spider-Man for the first time by yeah. actually using the influence of the other two Spider-Men. Um, in that's fairness, why I think you... yeah, sorry. It repaired them all. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it redeemed Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man for sure. Um, and yeah, it made him more beloved and people are now crying out for a movie from him, which they weren't after two. So it did something right. But yeah, for me, I just I didn't like Homecoming at all because to me, it just wasn't Peter Parker. He's supposed to be... Yes, he tells jokes, which is why I don't mind the first half of this movie. And he's kind of flippant at times, but he's not supposed to be an idiot. He's meant to be a science genius. And the fact that he was like a falling over my own feet, falling over Tony Stark kind of buffoon didn't sit well with me on Homecoming. Um, Far From Home tried to do a little bit to redeem it, but it was still kind of like Tony Stark's enemy he's fighting. But it's getting there in Far From Home, which is why it becomes an honorable mention. But in No Way Home, like I said, that's why you've got Aunt May killed off to give him his own version of Uncle Ben and his own stakes because they all have emotional impact, some more than one. Um, and, you know, he has to make the Peter Parker decision at the end, which my brother absolutely detested. And I'm like, no, that is the core of Spider-Man to be completely selfless. And yeah, some people would win, but he never gets to be happy. And I'm like, again, that's the point of the story. It's that heroism has to be its yeah. own reward. Not like, you know, oh, I'm going to get married and have kids and everything will be fine. It's like, you know, heroism requires sacrifice with great free, great yeah. power comes great responsibility, you know? So yeah. I, I absolutely love that movie and uh, cannot wait to rewatch it because I also have the Blu-ray here and I haven't been able to get around to it. But uh, I just it's it's a very special movie for me. And like I said, having remembered where I was even in time, the very first time I saw some of the other movies, it's uh, it, it brought me back there in a way that I didn't think possible. And so it was too special not to put very high, but still only make my number two for reasons that will become clear. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm going to move to Will's number two now then. Uh, and the number two movie on Will's list is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So, <laughs> so okay. again, maybe a surprise, if, especially if Toby didn't think it was that popular. Um, but I love this because I think he's one of the only other people other than me that would give this movie five stars, even though it was a bit lower in my list. Um, but, yeah, he, he did give it five stars, obviously, on Letterboxd, and he just has written, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all, the best MCU <laughs> film I've watched so far by a country mile. So, yeah, what more can you say? I kind of, I don't disagree, and I love that the, at least one other person loves the film as much as I do, so uh, not here to argue with that one. Uh, so then, finally, for this particular part of the proceedings, we are going to have to ask everybody's number one, their best, favoritest Marvel movie out of all Marvel films. Uh, and, Toby, we're going to have to start with you. Yeah. What's your number one? You know, um, what I said before we started, that one thing is going to be interesting. The number one movie is, please hold your seat, Doctor Strange 1. Yes! <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm on board. Even though it's not in my top 10, I cannot yeah. disagree with you. I love yeah. that movie. <laughs> it is mesmerizing for me. Yep. I'm watching it and I'm just... I can't take my eyes off. It looks so good. It's just, I love the vision. Um, it's, I don't really care about the story or anything. I'm, I'm just looking at the visuals and like, that's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> it's just, it's just so fun to look at. It's just. Oh, I could sing but, its praises. I, I, I will jump on and take the baton here and say that I do care about the story. And I love that ultimately it boils down to that one line that the ancient one says to strange, it's not about you. And that's the lesson that people, that hate this film, I don't think are getting. <laughs> you know, that they no, don't quite understand. I obviously um, care about the story. I just said that. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm just trying to see why uh, why you would also respond to that. And um, I'm guessing, like me, you also appreciate that it doesn't end in a kind of typical laser in the sky fighting somebody with your powers. And no, it's really clever in the way it does it. So no. I'll let you talk about it. It's it's clever and it's funny. It's both. Yes, and that's yeah. that's what very genius about this and it's clever and it's funny um yeah i, I like how the, the time stone is used in this movie i really mm -hmm. like that um i actually i'm normally not very much a fan about 
training sequences because mm. they are very often quite boring. But what yeah. I liked about this one is probably because I never heard of Doctor Strange before <laughs> watching this movie. Like, I don't know who he is. Wow. Um, yeah, I before the MCU, I, I didn't know anything about comics. And in terms of Marvel comics, I still don't. Um, I ex I can explain my reason again after I finish my point about Doctor Strange. Um, I really liked the training sequence because I really loved finding out about finding out more about this whole mystic thing, which mm. I no idea what this is. And it's just it that was really fun to just find out about more. And is what really excites me about the next Doctor Strange is this this mystic side of the MCU is just, I am really liking finding out about all this um, because I have no idea. Uh, yeah. The reason why I don't read Marvel comics now is, I already told you this once, is that I do not want to get myself spoiled on anything the MCU does, even though, yes, it obviously goes quite a bit away from the comics and at times I've read about this, but yeah, I, I just consider for now the MCU to be my Marvel comics and um, want yeah, to experience that. that. And if it ever ends, which it eventually will sometime, I don't know when. Uh, and I do check out comics of, of people that um, where the storyline of the MCU is finished off. Like I did read some stuff about Iron Man and stuff. Because, yeah, it's most likely finished for ever. Yeah, that kind of yeah, but I already told you that also that that's kind of the reason why I read more DC comics now because the DC movies stuff is yeah no that's fine yeah then. it's not working uh, I, so I see what you mean yeah and I think a lot of people would agree with you um, and do the same thing and I think it can be it can be a benefit but it can also be a matter of like see the movie first. Like, for example, I would say if you'd never known anything about The Eternals, then probably mm -hmm. see the film first. And even though the film isn't great, if you find yourself compelled to explore that story, then the comics are always there for you to do it. It's yeah. better done in the comics. Um, so you could do it that way as opposed to... Because I'm the same with books and stuff. I don't want to... I never want to, like, read a book before going to see the movie adaptation because it kind of spoils it. Yeah. Uh, but I will go back and do the other way around where if I've seen a film, I can now picture people characters and, and things in my head easier so i'll read the book and see what the differences are from um, having said that yeah. i do appreciate watching things that i have read anyway because obviously there's comics that i've read that then get adapted and it's like oh, okay fair enough but i'm certainly not one of these people that's like it, it's terrible because you didn't exactly adapt this line by line for whatever so yeah to be yeah, to fair. be fair the, the comics are way broader than like a movie adaptation so of course yeah yeah so there's like if if a movie is at a, a book is at a table adapted into a movie you know there's a lot of stuff where like this didn't work this is not in the book this is not you know you can just go all over the place because just you know do one book it doesn't have much more content to it and like with Marvel comics there's like so much content and obviously it's Absolutely. still going on and you know the com comics are also written in a way that it makes it easy to just invent new stuff for the movies yeah which obviously isn't the attention of the comics but it just is the way it is yeah well i think plus plus the comics aren't hampered by having to do something that you can afford special effects wise it can be whatever you can you know paint <laughs> and they're not hampered by like rights issues or which characters you can and can't feature or whatever so it really is way more imaginative if you wanted to to dive into them you know it's, it's a different experience but yeah i do love that the films are kind of embracing more and more of that as well so it's all good um, awesome. So <laughs> exciting times. And what is your number one, DK? And if you say Howard the Duck again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't know you could do that. Uh, right. <laughs> I think I know what your number one is going to be. Okay. But, so I'll start with I had some debate about whether to include this one or the second one. Okay. And while mm. the second one's technically the superior movie. I'm going to go with the first Spider-Man. I'm saying you that made the wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm saying that about that because that train scene, which is by far the best scene in any Marvel movie ever. But I'm going to have to go with the original simply because of it being the first 
We were waiting so long to see Spidey on the big screen. And for me, this changed everything. Tobey Maguire is excellent. And while the costume could have been better, I mean, anyone that's seen the uh, the clips of the alternate makeup will tell you that, Defoe made for a fantastic Green Goblin. As far as movies go, things like X-Men and Blade may have made an impact. But in my opinion, it was the first Spider-Man movie that kicked things into gear. And for that reason, it has to be my number one. You made the wrong choice. <laughs> I, I feel like the, the Knight Templar in the last crusade just you have chosen poorly. No, the second one the second one is good. It it, it was it was a right until the last minute, it was number two. But then I thought I really wouldn't have been that interested in scene number two had not the first one made such an impact. So I have to give it to the first. I mean, you could say the same thing about Terminator 2, but it's still a better movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I've just, I mean, I said it's technically superior, but yeah. for, for emotional, it, it was the first one to really grab me. Lucky for you, my uh, my choice still makes it into the combined list. Just yeah. <laughs> the, the thing with the original Spider-Man movies is for me that I watched them. Um, Obviously not when they came out because hmm. when did they come out? Two thousand two. When did the first one? Uh, Spider Man was two thousand two. Spider Man two was two thousand four. Yeah, so I was I was under one years of age. So wow. difficult, <laughs> difficult. Can to I go kick him out of the recording, DK? <laughs> <laughs> difficult to go into cinema. <laughs> so I watched them like I did bring uh, I did bought um, a DVD box with all three movies. I bought them. When I was in London one time, I got them used, um, and I did watch them one and a half and two years ago. And I'm not a big fan of the. Uh, I think they're all white. I think they're okay. I think they're all white, but I don't think that they're that good. And oh, we've lost him. Oh, can you believe that's happened? Oh no. <laughs> oh, he was making such a good point. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Oh, look at that! He's got. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry, Toby. You were saying. <laughs> and I, I feel like I, Don Cheadle in Civil War, where <laughs> Tom Holland says, "Have everybody seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back?" And Don Cheadle's like, "Jesus, Tony, how old is this kid?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, but but the Star Wars, I, I watched the Star Wars movie when I was little, so. I grew up with them, so that. No, I'm only, I'm only kidding. It's, it's, if it's not your thing, it isn't your thing. But um, it's fair enough. It's justifiable. Um, but this is my chance to get on my soapbox and say that my number one film, as it is very close to my number one of all time, is Spider-Man 2, because I think it is a work of absolute art. I think I can remember where I was. I was at university at the time but when I first saw this movie, and I had a friend who was a fellow Spider-Man fan, and we emailed each other like a three-page review, just glowing praise for how good this film was. Everything from the fact that the little moment of Robbie Robertson showing that he supports Spider-Man, that's there for just the fans because it's a blink-and-you'll-miss-it thing, um, to how good Doc Ock is in general. And then the train sequence is just one of the best action things on film. Um, you know, it's, it's outstanding. It's just uh, the, the structure of it, the way that it's written, but ultimately the fact that it is about heroism and and the the way that we all look up to heroes it is superhero films personified and it comes down to that scene where you know aunt may says you know boys like him need a hero someone to look up to someone who will do the right thing you know <laughs> even if sometimes it's it's painful and you have to give up the things you want people need heroes in this world and i'm like wow that is powerful stuff and that is the epitome for me of what spider-man as a character has always represented because it's not a question of you know, I'm the glowing billionaire that can do anything and equip myself with super high-tech armor and kick-ass. And it's yeah. like, yo, I'm just a kid trying to do my best because I have to. It's my responsibility. And yes, it's hard. And yes, the world beats the crap out of me. But people need a hero, you know. Um, and there's far too little of that in the world, which is why, if you pardon my hyperbole, I adore Spider-Man 2. That and the first Spider-Man has a villain who looks like he stepped out of the first Power Rangers movie. That's all. That's all <laughs> I'm saying about that. <laughs> You know, I admit the costume's not great, but, yeah. Yeah, I like the first Spider-Man, but it's just it didn't quite get it right until 2, I think, where it nailed the character for me. Yeah. Um, so just to finish this off then, I have to give you Will's number one. 
Uh, and this will surprise us a lot more than I thought it was going to. Uh, any guesses what his number one might be? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> can't think of anything. No. Uh, uh, well, Will's number one film, it's not an MCU film, I'll tell you that. Um, his number one film is Logan. <laughs> uh, a movie he gave four, uh, five stars to. He only watched it for the first time two weeks ago, I think. I will say that. Uh, 16th of, well, a few weeks ago, 16th of March, but, you know, a month. <laughs> so he he given it five stars and wrote, this was unexpected as his review. Uh, but in the comments elaborated... Um, 100% brilliant film, one of the rare instances where I have absolutely nothing to criticise. It's a masterpiece. So he's definitely on board with a lot of the uh, common consensus when it comes to Logan. So, yeah, fair play. That was number one, and that got 10 Fair points enough. off the back of it. So. You know, after you said it, it kind of makes sense for me to like Logan. It's, it's, it's the type of movie I see him enjoying very much. Yes, yeah. Well, he's it, very it, cerebral at times, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I will leave the reveal of our combined top 10 till the last thing, and I'll move on briefly to the audience interaction section next, yes. um, because I did put out a brief sort of message to social media and say I didn't want to get bogged down into top 10s, and so I asked for people's top three films so that I could make a combined list. I only had a few replies, so it won't take long to get through. Uh, but then I'm going to throw it to Toby, who I think does have a top 10 list from a friend of his that he wanted yes. to uh, to address. So um, first things first, then, as I say, I only had a small few replies. Four people replied. So that's all <laughs> there is dealing with it. But uh, at Bill for Vendetta, uh, his top three, he said, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Avengers Endgame. If you weren't grinning at Endgames on your left, you have no soul. Okay. Um, at Mandra112, who comments quite often, uh, he says, Iron Man, Logan, Infinity War. Tough choice, to be honest, because I love so many. Um, at Mike24623899, the 24th million of the mics, uh, says, Logan, Spider-Man 2, brackets Toby, and the last is always tough, because I'm odd. I love the old Marvel movies. Like, um, the first X-Men movie was pretty cool to me when they had to act and not rely on CGI, but Blade was the coolest, so... There you go. Uh, and finally, Tom Sly, I won't try and pronounce the rest of that name, uh, says Spider-Man 2, Logan, and Spider-Man No Way Home, and has left no comment other than to give his list of three, which, again, fair enough. Uh, so putting that together, I was able to come up with a combined audience list, believe it or not, of eight movies. <laughs> <laughs> so the audience top eight from the very barest of responses that we got uh, in reverse order is at number eight, Blade, at number seven, Avengers Endgame, at number six, Avengers Infinity War, at number five, Spider-Man No Way Home, at number four, Iron Man, at number three, Captain America The Winter Soldier, at number two, Spider-Man 2, The Best of the Spider-Mans, and at number one, Logan, again. <laughs> so, We're seriously out uh, of touch. Yeah, man, apparently so. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of uh, crossover there. so Yeah, I just uh, cannot yes, believe so... I'm the only person to bring up Howard the Duck. I'm just ashamed. <laughs> and yet I'm glad you did. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> just Google Leah Thompson, Howard the Duck. Thank us, Leah. But anyway, I'm going to uh, hand the reins over to you, Toby, for a little bit then to explain what your uh, top 10 is from your friend and, uh, and go through the Yeah, board. this top 10 is from my friend who I'm watching all the MCU stuff with. Um, we just watch them all together. Uh, for place one to eight, he did give a little explanation very okay, briefly. Cool. So, uh, 10 place number 10 is Spider Man No Way Home. Okay, number nine is Spider Man Homecoming, which surprised me. Mm. And then number eight, Ant Man and the Wasp. And he just says they both really work well together. Number seven, Iron Man One. He really likes the character development of Tony Stark in this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, number six is the first Ant-Man. He thinks it's a quirky heist movie, and he really likes the way the story is told through the characters. Okay. Uh, number five, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Very funny, and he really likes the pacing of it. Number four, Winter Soldier. Very thrilling. Number three, Doctor Strange. Um, it would have been above the next two movies, then number one and two, if the 
uh, very beginning wouldn't be so generic. Oh, okay. uh, number two, Guardians of Galaxy 1. Funny, new, something new, something exciting, and it's very fun how the crew is just getting together. And number one, Guardians of Galaxy 2. He thinks wow. Ego is the best Marvel villain. <laughs> uh, very funny movie with a very good story for Star Wars. Oh, that's awesome. That's a good list. A very that's good a list. Good, that is a good list. Awesome. And what was your friend's name? Sorry, because I missed it, just to make sure he gets his shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Oh, sorry. Name. Okay, if you'd rather not, that's fair enough. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. But, uh, can I yeah, just cool. ask? Can I just ask? What's everybody's least favorite? Uh, Marvel movie? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's Morbius. Morbius. <laughs> Genuinely yeah. is Morbius. I've not seen it, so I couldn't comment on that one. Yeah. Is it as bad as they say? Oh, yes. possibly worse. <laughs> possibly worse, yeah. Oh, dear. Is that, is, is that yours as well, Toby? Yeah. The worst thing is not the one thing that everyone is um, hating about. It's the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's just bad. I'm, I'm not going to so say bad. much, but the one thing everybody's hating about, I honestly don't really care about too much because it just doesn't matter too much. It's oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're talking about the end credits kind of thing. That, the post credit yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was dumb. But it's it not the worst dumb. part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the, insult the, to injury, but it's there's there's yeah. bad plenty of bad the, the, before then. <laughs> the thing is, it's very easy to just ignore. You For know. now. Yes, <laughs> but no, I, I tell you why because uh, the MCU will never ever ever embrace what Sony did. I'm no. very sure about that. Um, so if either the MCU is just going to ignore it, and in that case, you could just ignore whatever Sony is doing as well, just don't care, which we should, <laughs> or or the MCU is actively trying to just say, No, this is not what's happening, present an alternative that's very much better probably and so you can just choose which you want which you want to believe which is a very easy choice in that case so in any way it's not going to matter for me at all i guess yeah yes. but no in yeah. terms of uh, morbius ek just just don't bother it's it's pretty much as bad as you could possibly imagine if not worse so. i'll probably watch it when it's on tv and, and just wait for that and just going i can't even low i can't even really endorse even that and normally i'll be like yeah see for yourself but like there's nothing. It gives you nothing. There's no semblance of a plot. There's no just. It's ugh. it's like oh, watching somebody color in some wallpaper, except less exciting. Yes. <laughs> well, the uh, fact that you also automatically said it was your worst. Oh, yeah, it's, yep. not, it's not looking good. No, what was your worst anyway? Then I've got to say, Eternals. Oh, that hurts mm, me. Yeah. Oh, I just I just find it. Dull and with extremely unlikable characters. Ooh, that hurts my soul. <laughs> no, I just as much as I love the MCU, I just I can't get on board with it. And then to sort of put you know insult to injury, throwing Harry Styles in at the end. It's like oh, oh now that, that that I do have get issue. thee to a nunnery. You know it's uh, <laughs> oh. no, it's not. Uh, as much as I wanted to love it, and when it started, I thought oh I'm going to enjoy this. And by about halfway through, my brain had gone, no, I'm out. I really like the concept. I just wish they'd done them better. And it feels like a shame that it might go the way of the Inhumans and be like, oh, don't touch that then. Because like much like the Inhumans, there's so much cool stuff in the comics and stuff you could do, and they just didn't. And the way it was done was a mess, which is a shame. Because yeah, yeah. it is, you know, it's don't get me wrong, it's not a great movie. It's not anywhere near the worst, um, especially not when you take all of Marvel into consideration. I don't I mean, know. I would rather sit down and watch Spider-Man 3 than I would Eternals again. Spider-Man 3, I have, you know, things that I could defend, but I'm thinking of things like Elektra or Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Things I, actually enjoyed, I actually enjoyed Spirit of Vengeance more than I, I did into Eternals. That's how low it is okay. on the scale for me. Okay, that's okay. But you did not enjoy Elektra more, and if you did, then you'd liar. <laughs> I honestly can't really remember it. Exactly. Was that's your Stamp brain protecting you. Um, yes, he is. He plays stick in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember Terence Stamp, and that's about it. Do you remember Goran Viznich from ER as <laughs> the main love interest? Oh, God, yeah. And didn't he have a, a daughter or something? <laughs> he did, who Electra had to kill but couldn't because <sighs> conscience. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's just move. <laughs> moving on then. Anyway, um, I do have the final scores to give a combined list, and then we can get out of here. We all enjoyed it, and I think it's fun talking the stuff we like. So, um, the combined list, as I mentioned, uh, what I've done is I gave everybody's uh, lists a score points value. Where if a film was listed as number ten, it got one point. Number nine got two points. Number eight got three. Right the way up to the first put, uh, number one list on anyone's list, sorry, would have gotten 10 points. Uh, with that, I've come up with a combined list where, surprisingly and thankfully, there's only one tie, uh, and it's actually at the very bottom of the list. So that's convenient. Um, so tied for ninth place, because there's two of them, with 10 points, is both Doctor Strange and Spider-Man 2. Fair mm. enough. Two good films. Um, in eighth place, with 14 points, is Logan. In seventh place with 15 points, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <clears throat> in sixth place with 16 points is the first Spider-Man. In fifth place with 18 points is Captain America the Winter Soldier. In fourth place with 20 points, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. In third place with 23 points, Spider-Man No Way Home. So... What are we thinking is going to come out on top? It's exciting. Uh, in second place with 24 points and 1.5 points behind the number one, it's Avengers. And as if that half point doesn't give it away, with 25 and a half points, <laughs> the number one greatest Marvel movie, according to our democratic consensus, is Avengers Infinity War. So, yeah, fair enough. I mean... Uh, yeah. What do you say about that list? <laughs> there is three movies in that list that are not MCU, so at least there are some. Uh, two Avengers movies in there, at least three Spider-Man movies that I can see, both Guardians of the Galaxy movies, lots to like. So, yeah, <laughs> heck of a list. And uh, there will be no more debate because we have decided, and I knock my gavel down and say, this is the definitive list now. No more. <laughs> no, it's been fun. It's been really good talking to you guys about uh, all things Marvel because, you know, we love it. So um, just before we go, did anyone want to shout out where people can find you and other future projects? And we'll start with our guest, Toby. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, obviously, uh, dark underscore Sonic 2002. Um, I have a YouTube channel I can shout out, but there's no English content on it. Oh, well, fair enough. You never know. We might have some German viewers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the name only makes sense for German viewers anyway. It's called Zusammenschauen, which I translate for you. It's watching together. It's where I just cool do with my friend. It's, it's, it's where I do with my friend reviews and podcasts about Marvel movies. And... Yeah, but no English content so far. We're looking into it maybe sometime. Well, there's always subtitles. I think YouTube do that automatically kind of now, so maybe people might enjoy it that way. You never know. Oh, yeah, sure. If YouTube does that, I don't know. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I know you're always here, but why not give us the shout-out of all the usual info? <laughs> and uh, What, me? I, you kind of yeah. cut out there for a second. Uh, Sorry, yeah. I, said, I did say it here, but I think I cut out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just as usual, can be found on Twitter at AKA Starlord. Ooh, got it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as I say, uh, myself and uh, DK are working on a couple of podcasts. Uh, at the moment, our focus is on the, the one you're currently watching, which is the Silver Screen podcast. We are at podcast underscore screen on Twitter, and you can follow the link in our description there to find the YouTube channel because Silver Screen is a popular name and the YouTube URL is Marvel Man Mike because it was my personal channel for a while. Uh, we also are working together on the Hit or Miss Star Trek podcast channel. Uh, we recently concluded the second series of uh, podcasts about Star Trek, but we are hoping, I think, for a comeback later in the year. Uh, and there's always content up on there in terms of um, uh, Eagle Moss product reviews and things like that. And we're always on the internet talking Star Trek as well. So that can be found at HOMtrek or at Homtrek. Uh, and I personally can be found at Ian Mike Wilson or just my name on Instagram, Facebook, and all over the internet where Mike Wilson's are sold. So, yeah. Uh, and if you want to talk to us about anything geeky, as you can probably tell by this episode, by by all means, hit us up and ask about it. And uh, hopefully, our lists haven't offended. <laughs> Please don't. <Yeah. laughs> we get enough. <laughs> but yeah. I put Howard the Duck. I can take it. I've already had some for the first contact well, one on the last one. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> but yeah, um, hopefully we didn't offend you too much with our lists, but uh, what the heck, man, if you can't appreciate a little Howard the Duck every now and then, <laughs> what's, uh, what's wrong with you? So no, thank you so much for joining us, Toby, as our guest uh, here. Um, it was really cool talking to Marvel. We will hear from you again very soon for another review yes. that we teased. <laughs> and uh, thanks again to Will Templar, absent friend, again, not dead. But just not here <laughs> for contributing his list and uh, contributing to the total. And uh, thanks, DK, for being my partner in crime on these endeavors. A pleasure as always, <laughs> mate. Awesome. Uh, we will catch you guys later. Keep an eye peeled uh, for the next thing, which will be a review of Doctor Strange. Uh, and in the meantime, in the epic words of Arnie, I'll be back. <laughs>